0: The homeless problem is getting worse, it's not getting better. Crime is getting worse, it's not getting better. Regulations are
1: getting worse, it's not getting better. People are bailing on California in record numbers. More than half of Californians are considering moving. It might be harder to find a U-Haul than to find your next home. The exodus of people moving out of California is not new. No sane person would want to leave California if they could make it here.
0: For the first time ever, people are leaving in
2: 2020 California lost 650,000 people
0: first time in my lifetime
2: I've heard that I'm leaving California why you should consider moving to heaven we're
1: gonna miss you guys several high-profile companies like Tesla have moved their headquarters
3: I'm out of here this place is gonna sink watch they already have high taxes
1: this is just the
2: tip of the iceberg California treats businesses like criminals and taxpayers like organ donors, and people get tired of it.
3: Here's some of our costs.
1: Drivers are paying $7.39 a gallon. $3 million. This is like a normal house.
3: Our problems are man-made.
0: All you have to do is pay attention.
1: Here is what I found.
0: I can't be the only person who's seeing this.
2: The California legislature can't go on forever like this. This is a form of self-destruction.
3: When I came here 22 years ago, it was a different California. Where is the state headed?
0: California will deteriorate. Where'd the money go?
2: This is because of stupid policies. There's no other word for it. The
0: politicians are making money off our problems.
1: People were tricked.
0: They're being lied to, and their way of life is being destroyed. (laughs) There's a lot of people that you would be surprised by their
1: stories. My entire family is leaving.
2: You know, we left all of our friends behind.
1: Hey, live a day or two in our shoes.
3: We're going to lose the very core
1: values that built this state. California's bad ideas go national really fast. And if California fails, the United States failed.
2: And we are live. All right, people, you guys know what it is. It's the one and the only the American Cholo podcast broadcasting live and direct to you from North Hollywood, California. My name is Gil, and I am the American Cholo. And uh today I have a good one. I think I think that we got the echo going on, Chris, because of the, the the sound of the there we go, big guy. Okay. There we go. Oh, they can hear it, trust me. So let me. Yeah. I'm very humbled. Uh, that you're here first of all i'll give you your your intro Uh, i'm very excited for this conversation you guys know me i love politics and today we're gonna politic players so our next guest is the editor of the southern california edition of epoch times which is the fastest growing independence source in the nation he is also the host of the popular political channel california insider Today he is here to speak on his latest project, a documentary named "Leaving California." Please give a warm welcome to Mr. sia Siamak. What's the last name? Korami. Korami, what's up, Sia How are you, my man? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, man. This this is uh this is next level, man. I appreciate you coming up, man. Oh, thank you, thank oh, you, man. So let's just jump right into it, man. You know, let let's get let's give the audience uh, a little bit of history of, of who you are. Where were you born and raised at?
3: Iran. Iran. I was born and raised in Iran until I was 16, and, and then where did you go? Then I went to Mexico, Mexico City. Why what, what did you take off from Iran? My my parents wanted me to come to U.S. and from Iran to go to uh, U.S. You have to go to another country, and then I have a, I had an uncle in Mexico City, so oh. then we went to Mexico City to get our visa to come to U.S. Yeah. Oh, uh, how long were you in Mexico City for? One year and three months. ¿Y ¿Cómo te fue en México? Muy bien, muy bien. Ah. La gente son muy amigables, sí. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: so, so you ha- how, how difficult was it uh, picking up the language of Mexico? You, you speak some Spanish here, right? Well, We're speaking off air. Like, wait a minute, hablas español, cabrón. Si, <laughs> si.
3: Sí, sí. Es que la gente son muy amigables. Y si hablas español, te van a enseñar muy rápido. Sí. Ah, you, sí. when, when you went to Mexico, did you speak English at all? Uh, I spoke English, um, but I was learning English there. And I, I'd learned some English in Iran, and then I was learning more English in Mexico. And at some point, I kind of didn't want to learn Spanish, and then something happened, and in two weeks... What I, happened? What happened? <laughs> okay, I met a girl, and <laughs> she didn't speak a word in in English, She and then I didn't speak a word in Spanish. And then she gave me... her. It was in the late 90s, so she gave me her... Um, uh, she gave me her house phone number, and I it, we never met up, but I learned in two weeks I learned a lot of Spanish to to be able to call her house and ask her parents to give her the phone. Yeah, that's a great story. <laughs> Have a conversation with her.
2: So, how was your experience in Mexico?
3: It was-, it was amazing. The people, honestly, the people are the best people I've met. Like they're so friendly. They will they really care about you especially if you're a foreigner if you're a foreigner you're like a king there and they're really nice if you speak spanish to them then they won't speak english ever to you again ah. they'll try to teach you and then we i have friends where we would go to their house they had nothing but they would like give us a really good treat that's that you them. know they just really they, care
2: they, they, yeah the hosp- hospitality
3: is beautiful Yeah, right yeah so you were there for about a year and a half in Mexico City? Yeah, Mexico City. And that's city. a big city, right? It's a rough city. It's, it's, oh. c- it's dangerous. You know, you could get kidnapped any moment, you know? Wow. Like, so
2: yeah. uh, you end up getting the visa coming over here to the States? Yeah.
3: And it's rough, but also it's a very beautiful city. So well, it's like they have the contrast. Kind of like LA to, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Right? So the contrast is there, yeah.
2: So, uh, so what year did you come to? What, what part of the United States did you come when
3: you came out here? Um, I came to San Diego in, two th- in 2001. Okay. You know, and I had a really good time in Mexico. I actually met a lot of friends and I didn't want to come here. At some <laughs> point I was like, okay, this is good. But <laughs> well, your parents like, no,
2: you can <laughs> No, the then State. we got our
3: visa. We, we had to go we ca- had so, to come here. so
2: 2001 you come to the you come to the
3: states, uh was it a, a? I uh I mean you're going from one culture shock to the next, right? Yeah, you know, it was uh going from Iran to Mexico was easier than coming from Mexico to US because I went also from a big city to another big city, and then yeah. going to San Diego was kind of like a slow small town. And here you're coming Very from nice. a big city, you know? The hustle it's, and bustle. Yeah, 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 it's it's a huge difference when you go from a big city to a small town. So it was a. It was an interesting adjustment. It took a while to slow down.
2: <laughs> so, so you've been here now for,
3: you know, well over 20 years, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so have you gone back to Iran? or you? No, I haven't gone back to Iran. Iran's kind of a rough place to be, too. Yeah, and especially I can't go back because I have the draft. I oh, will get oh stuck. really? I won't be back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll, we'll see you in the army, huh?
3: <laughs> so let's talk
2: about when you first came to California and now how... Uh, how how california has changed since you've been there
3: when i came to california um after a little bit of staying in california i in san diego yeah it felt like it was paradise you know it was so beautiful it was perfect it was safe it was safe look at the bar if you want chris yeah it was safe it was um you know the it was safe it was clean it was the weather was awesome the ocean was amazing like you couldn't ask for anything else and people were um, people were happy you know you could feel like even people that had minimum wage jobs you know people were it there's right. you know it wasn't expensive it wasn't super expensive it's just it felt like a paradise a- absolutely i agree with you
2: but you know you right now are here promoting um uh, your documentary, right? Yeah. Now, what was the catalyst of, of you actually making this
3: documentary? Well, you know, um, about um, it's been about two and a half years since I started my show, California Insider, and I started, um, uh, let me back up. Like, yeah, for sure, um, please. So I, fast forward, so I, I came, I went to university, then I went to China, then I came back, uh, I helped build a company for a family member in China. How long were you in China for? Two years. Okay. So I, I can get by with some Chinese. My <laughs> wow. Chinese is not as good as my Spanish. <laughs> okay. But uh, I dealt with a lot of things in China, like government officials, a lot of things. And, um, and then when I came back, I, I built a company here. And uh, I wasn't really into the news and politics and these things. Like uh, I, I trusted the media and I trusted the government. In China? Here. Oh, oh here, you know, okay. In here. China, I didn't trust yeah. the media, I didn't <laughs> trust day. the government, you know. <laughs> I didn't trust anybody. Okay. <laughs> but uh, here I trusted the government and I trusted the media because when you come as an immigrant, you know, anywhere you come from, you come from Mexico, you come from Iran, you come from China, this is the best place in the world. This is the only place like the media is, can criticize the government and get away with it, you know. Right. We,
2: yeah, thank you. A lot, a lot of people who are native to America and never been to another country, they think that this country is the worst in the world and that, you know, that 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 everywhere else is, is better and they don't understand how politics change from country to country, right? They
3: have no idea. Like that in other countries, they can come and just shut everything down, take everything, you know, or... Put you in jail for no reason because somebody doesn't like you. Yeah, just just because you, know, you spoke up like, against yeah. whoever's running that country. Yeah, yeah, or you did something that somebody's their cousin of the, the nephew of the leader of the country or somebody doesn't like, and then you're you're gone. Wow. Okay. So,
2: so, so now you're here. You're starting to see it. So what, it's starting to open so, your eyes.
3: I, it started, but still, I was I was looking. Okay, this is this is a great country. You know the media I trust. You know that, and then I at the same time, I when I was in China, I actually came in touch with the spiritual practice. It's called Falun Dafa. It's about living by truth, compassion, tolerance. I wasn't actually. I was doing it at at my personal life but i wasn't doing it in the office because i started this technology company and i was like exaggerating always like you know you would do i learned from some some ceos to like say you have more people so i would do that and (laughs) it wasn't really truthful and and then at some point i was like okay i'm doing this spiritual practice i need to tell the truth so i started thinking i started telling the truth at work and the first time I tell the truth, it was like a risky, you know, I had this potential customer, it was a really big customer and worked very hard to get there. And I, he said, how many people you have? I, I, I would usually tell people I have 25. And this time I said, I have eight, with a very unsure voice. And he looked at me, he's like, you have eight studs. He signed the contract right there. And then I realized like my, Eight real people was much bigger <laughs> than my 25 fake people.
2: That's great. That was the karma coming to you good. You
3: know, so then I started incorporating these ideas into my work. And uh, in 2014, 15, I realized these people are persecuted in China. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, they're doing, and they're doing organ harvesting to them. So I was like, okay, they're doing organ harvesting to these people that do this practice uh, in China. And I lived in China. I didn't know about it. So Why that, does- So that's a real thing. It's a real thing, yeah, they're doing organ harvesting to prisoners of conscience in China, in labor camps. And I was like, uh, at first when I heard about it, I didn't believe it. I I went and did a ton of investigation and found out these two human rights lawyers that had investigated it and they realized it's happening and I was shocked, I was like, I lived in China, I was on CNN, all sorts of media all the time, like, and then- Trying to expose it. I, I I was trying to, I was, I was always reading media and I was into the news and I'd never heard about this. Right. It was shocking. So I started a nonprofit to raise awareness on this. I was like, okay, these mainstream media don't know about it. So I started this nonprofit, and we were posting videos on Facebook, YouTube about this um, issue in China. And um, um, there was a house resolution in 2006 about it, 2016 about it. So the house comes and passes this resolution and then, um, and then I was like, okay, the mainstream media is going to cover this. So I'm going to shut down the nonprofit. The mainstream media, there was one company that covered it and had like a couple of lines about the resolution and then two big paragraphs about why China needs to continue doing this. I was like, oh my God, the media here is not good.
2: Oh, that's what that's what <laughs> I kind of
3: eye opening for me.
2: That you saw the media is for
3: sale. Right? Something is wrong with the media here. Yes, yes, sir. And, and then from there, I joined, uh, I, I looked at the Puck Times. And I was like, these guys exposed organ harvesting. I was like, these guys are are interesting, and they were a nonprofit, and they were a real nonprofit. You know, the nonprofit that's just not people who are just there for salaries; they're really there right. for the cost. And and uh, I got really passionate about what they were doing, and and I would once in a while call them with really stupid ideas, very passionately. <laughs> and then one time, I had a very stupid idea. I called one of their executives. I was very passionate, and and I I was talking on the uh i was talking really passionately for a few minutes for like 10 minutes i wanted to start a company for them to do this and that and and then the the executive on the other line he just had a long pause and he's like why don't you just join us and then i was like oh this is interesting so then six six months later i was working for Epoch times okay and how long have you been working there now uh it's been about uh six years now Wow, okay. and it's it's growing fairly yeah. i mean very quick, yeah it's right? growing really fast and and what happened was and this is what how we got to the documentary because uh then i got assigned to come and lead the la team and then we started when we came we didn't have much but so this was uh when you when you had that conversation that you were
2: still in china at the time
3: no i was here you was were here. Here, but, here
2: but the epoch news hasn't hadn't started here yet.
3: no epoch, epoch news was there already but it was a smaller but uh we um They had a presence the smaller presence they had some english edition here it's been around for 20 years okay yeah and then then from there um i i got assigned to then then our founder called me into his office he's like oh we we want to help california like what do you think we should do and then he's like why don't you start a show and then we can make california a lot better go interview people in california so i started california insider we started and you know when he said that i had two challenges one was like okay, I'm not really like born and raised in California. Now I'm going to start a show talking about California. And then the second thing is I didn't like to be on camera. I was like, okay. really? Yeah. yeah I, you, I, I, you about know, I, I hated being on camera. And, and now I have to do you, a show. You would never know. <laughs> yeah. So, so then <laughs> yeah, it took a while. And then, then we started this show. And I was like, okay, what, what are we going to talk about? We started covering problems and 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 when you live in a few different countries you start analyzing you know why is it like this here why is it like that there what's the government here what's the government there so we started covering these things and we realized like oh wow people care about problems and whenever we're covering the problems they're getting a lot of views and when we did uh, our first and i really enjoyed this interview and it was my first interview that i really really enjoyed it was about people leaving california i saw that one and and uh, and then that one went viral we realized okay there's there's something going on here but and didn't eventually cuz I, I, I caught you from
2: the beginning i believe when did you guys start the california insider the, the it was first? in
3: 2000 it was in 2020 okay so, yeah, so sometimes for, in the so for
2: middle sure I, of I caught it i saw it but then out of nowhere you guys kind of disappeared
3: for a little bit no so what happened was youtube Can- canceled us once yeah Why? Uh because we were associated with Epoch Times and then they cancelled uh, And they said they didn't want to do it. Yeah, that. and and you know, we're trying to be as nonpartisan as possible. We're trying to be as you know uh, Yeah, there was nothing there, there was I, I I mean there was nothing there
2: that you guys were trying to push any kind of agenda other than um you were having people come on just like you still do today. And expose the problems of California and what's really going on. And actually, like like the water one, I love that one because it's showing you what the problem is: why we can't store water, why they got to push it out. And it's like this is the problem, right? And but yeah. was that the the idea behind California? Insider? You know,
3: the, the idea was to make California better. You know, how can we have a program that adds value to to right. to the lives of Californians? And one of the things that uh, I experienced, I would read the news all the time, but sometimes. You don't really understand an issue. You just read the headlines. Yes. And if you really don't know the whole history and the background, the full background, you're just reading the headlines. Yes. So this show is going to take you through the journey of like understanding an issue in depth.
2: Yeah. And- it, yeah. You guys are breaking down whether it's crime, whether it's uh, drug addicts, home, I mean, everything that people in California are concerned about. You guys talk about that.
3: Yeah, we try to do it, and we try to bring different kinds of people. That you know, you may um we may talk to a former homeless person. We may talk to you know. We may the next day we may talk to a, a high level government official. We have all sorts of people. As long as they're an insider, we bring them in to tell us what what they see, and then um and then the audience can can understand. And, and sometimes people may not get a chance to be on TV. These but yes. but then but they're very interesting and they have a story to tell. So. So, so now did, did, did you think that it was going to you know be as popular as it is today when you got started? Uh, I didn't think anybody would want to watch me do a show, <laughs> but I was like, whenever our founder says do something, we just do it in the company because that's how this company has come. You know, like a lot of innovation, and, and you know, they just you just take the challenge. But I had no idea would people watch it.
2: No, it, it's very interesting, and I see. I mean, your caliber guests are great, obviously, because you had me on there, and I appreciate you. Having <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. You were the best guest we had.
2: <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the documentary whose idea was it and when when did you actually you know say all right when did you guys get together and say all right we're gonna we have to make this documentary
3: so it was about um almost about a year ago we we did one documentary on crime and then about a year ago we um, so i've interviewed all these experts Mm -hmm. 300 experts and um it's sometimes good to get out in the field to talk to the people that are impacted and uh, we decided to do this documentary you know, this is a really big, big topic, and I had some guests on the show, influential guests on the show, that pulled me aside and asked me, "Are people still leaving the state?" And you know, and most of the guests that come on the show, they really care about California. That's why they come. Yes. And and he's like, "Are is is you know, are people still leaving the state?" And we were like, "Okay, let's let's do something on this. We'll let's go in depth and find out like." Uh, why people are 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 leaving, and at the time, I was thinking like, okay, you know um, conservatives are leaving because they probably don't like the Democrat government, and then Democrats are leaving because the the cost of living and other issues and um, when I went through this journey, um, I realized like the, the, I had a realization that was very fascinating It's like, okay, everybody's leaving because of the government <laughs> you know? and, and 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 the the some people know it, some people don't know it. And and uh and uh, it, it was a pretty interesting journey. Now when you say that some
2: people don't know it, what do you mean by that?
3: So um what happens is that when your housing costs are higher, you know, and in the documentary we go through all yes, of that. Yes. We go in depth and um you wanna buy a home. You're like twenty-five years old, you just you have a job and you wanna buy a home and your salary is $60,000 a year. To, the home you want to buy, the mortgage is $3,000 a month. There's no way you can do it. Yeah. right? Um, you're going to say, okay, you know what? Like, um, uh, California California's expensive. I huh? can't afford it here. Maybe I should go to Arizona. But you don't think like, well, why is the home in it? Why can't I afford a home in uh, Nevada or Arizona versus California? Like It's the same, you know, same thing like you you know it's just is the land that much more expensive here than compared to there and maybe there is some parts but people don't really dive deep into why is it the way it is here like utility costs 34 cents per kilowatt hour compared to 14 cents in the national average so it's one and a half times more but people don't say they just say california is expensive they don't really think about the reason so I think I think uh, that's what politicians
2: love and count on people just not really asking the questions and getting into depth of why am I paying so much more for fuel in California where I'm not paying it you know somewhere else and it's still dirty and smoggy the roads aren't being cleaned right
3: yeah, yeah, and the thing is and the media is doing a disservice yes they are you know that I, I think the media has gotten um, lazy and some they they are very aligned with the politicians. They don't even question, like so. Well, like- I
2: I think it,
3: and correct me if I'm
2: wrong. I think it's just a money thing. I think you know they have uh they have people who invest or give money to their campaigns. They have people, you know, let's say let's say even Channel Nine, and I'm just picking on any channel, or even CNN. You know, whether they say they don't like big oil, Chevron gives these guys all kind of money for commercials. They're you know they're their business guys, and they don't want to upset. You know, the people who are paying their bills. But as a journalist, you're not supposed to worry about that. As a journalist, you're supposed to be out there just laying out the facts. And that's missing out here today, no?
3: Yeah, and there's also another uh, thought is that um, it's become so divided that if you're a journalist and uh, sometimes people have become ideologically, yes. they ideologically box themselves. Uh-huh. So they don't want to criticize somebody that they would vote for you know if if, if yes. i was a democrat if or if i'm a republican you know i voted for a republican or i voted for a democrat like i like the democrat now now i like the democrat a lot more than the republican or i like the republican a lot more than democrat that i wouldn't even criticize um uh, anything that they do so that's become the somewhat the culture of the media and 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 then it's given chance to some um not very good politicians to be able to 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 do to push their policies or or they might be good politicians in their own thinking you know but they might push their these policies on us the policies are hurting us but we have no idea it's the policies that are hurting us we just think oh california got too expensive
2: yeah well like when it, let's talk let's hit the housing situation right i i believe the housing situation is The fault of both the left and the right, I actually blame the left a little bit more than the right. The right, when I say the right, I mean Republicans. Most of the developer guys out there, they're Republicans. They're out there trying to make the money. They're out there trying to, you know, make a profit. I completely understand that, as they should, because if you're not making a profit in business, then you shouldn't be in business, right? But the same Democrats that, you know, let's say Newsom and anybody else that say, you know, they love minorities, they love people of poverty, they want to help, they're the same ones letting them have all these permits. They're the same ones letting them build all kind of all kinds of expensive apartments and buildings that people can't afford because why? Because they want that tax revenue coming in. So it's almost like the both parties are selling out the average person and California is going to eventually become a state of, uh, you know, haves and half nots. It's only going to be people that are living in the outer side, outer parts of the desert, like IE Palmdale, like out there. And even those areas now, let's say Palmdale, Palmdale houses cost what houses out here in North Hollywood cost about 10 years ago. And it's just but it's getting more and more expensive. And and how do we start you know, getting both of these parties to make affordable housing when they're both in on the racket?
3: Yeah, and you know, the thing is the special interest and the forces that, that do these things, they're all aligned with each other. Yes. So they, they work together behind the scenes. And um the what we, we probably have to bring back is the values. You know, the righteous, being being a righteous politician, you know, like doing the right thing for the people. You know, we have to bring that back. Like, or oh, you don't cheat, or you don't you don't go because because somebody donated to your campaign or they're gonna do something for you, you're not just gonna give them a permit. That kind of stuff has come here, you know. And when I came here, I I was also this was a very strong value that I saw. It's like, oh, you couldn't in Mexico Sadly, in Iran, in other countries, you could pay a police officer, yes. and your problems would go away. Here, if you dare to pay a police officer, <laughs> <laughs> you would not even ever think about it. So th- that's the th- kind of thing that we need to bring back, where people that are in office, they, they, really, they really care about their role, and they really care about the people, and they try to do the right thing. And, and the way we, we have kind of—so i give you an example on the housing issue. Um, you know that if you they want to bring that cost of housing down, yes. you know that they, they talk about it all the time. Oh, housing costs are so high, and the leaders of the state they're talking about it. At the same time, they're passing laws. So they pass this law to make you put solar. You have to put solar panel in new development. Yes, that's gonna add thirty to forty thousand dollar to any any new home. Mm-hmm. You know, and how's that working? So somebody probably pushed the legislature to pass this law because some companies will make money in the process if this is a law if you mandate it then everybody has to have it one industry will benefit at the expense of all of other californians right. so this is this is the kind of thing that and it's just this just a small example it's across the board it starts adding in, up you know in the different in the, across different industries this is happening all the time they're coming to the our our leaders They've donated to their campaigns and yeah. then they have relationships and they push whatever, you know, utility rate increase. Yeah, another another one on they,
2: they just did. I don't know if you've heard of this one. Uh the people, the developers who do these uh mansions, because that's I work up in the hills building doing the foundations mm-hmm. for these, they now have to after they sell their houses or whatnot for their profit, whatever they come up with, they have to give the I want to say the state of this. California
3: five percent. This is a mansion tax. The exactly. mansion tax. They yeah. got
2: So I'm already hustling, working. Now I got to give the the five percent for the homelessness.
3: Yeah, and and then also it's this is affecting buildings. This yes. is affecting. So the the other thing they're doing these policies sometimes, um, they sound very nice on the surface. Right. You know, like you feel like, oh, this is a great idea. Why don't we take from these people and give it to those people? You know, these people have a lot. But then what's gonna do is this is what is causing people to to leave the state because why would anybody invest in la if you know that there's going to be a tax like yes. and and why would you why would you do that but the thing that is happening also is that politicians are actually when you have a crazy idea you know and and you propose a crazy legislation and oh let's give everybody everything they need if i tomorrow go out there and say that and the media covers me and then i become a star (laughs) you know and then everybody loves me or this guy wants to give us everything so then what happens is that when i go into the office if i'm going to the city's office or i go to the you know and this happens in san francisco a lot uh, and san francisco from what we've gathered is has a lot of influence on california so let's say i'm in san francisco i want to run for a city council or um or it's it's the county, I think it's the county supervisor. Um, Then I I come up with a crazy idea uh, to give everything, and then the press will cover me, then I become a star, I'm in office, and then by the time I figure out how to do it, I'm gone, because I can run for the next seat, because I got all Uh, the press, I have a name, then I'll do it in the California state, and then I'm gonna be in the national. Well, that's Gavin
2: Newsom's playbook. That's exactly what kind of Newsom did, but San Francisco. Like it's funny to me when people, you know, that run for office try to use San Francisco as, you know, oh, I, I, I was a, you know, what a politician here because San Francisco is nothing like we want the state to become. San Francisco is drug infested. San Francisco's crimes through the roof. You can't afford to live in San Francisco. You can't park your car out on the streets because you're gonna get it broken into. I mean, isn't San Francisco what's gonna continue to happen in California if we don't do something about it? Something
3: yeah and the thing is um what what we gathered like sometimes when you look at these policies they don't make sense and they're all coming together like you feel like some people might feel like oh there's five people that control california and they want to drive it to the ground i don't think that's the case i think it's like different groups of people with different ideas some really care about their ideas some some they are there to make a name for themselves or make money or like go to the next office, and then there's some that are quietly watching. And the the uh, the thing that's happening is that I feel this is my personal you know, um, theory on this. I think that some of the adults that we have that are in the leadership of the state mm-hmm. are quietly watching, you know, f- and somewhat getting bullied by some activists yes. yes. to to actually let them implement the plans that they have. That 100%. The, and, and the people that are from San Francisco, that they think this is the best city in the world, they want everywhere to look like San Francisco. But we kind of, the people that are in Southern California, San Diego, LA, they have a different vision for it. Or people that are in the suburbs, they may not want to have the city lifestyle, and they may not Want to live in an apartment? So there's this uh, disconnect, and our representatives, the rural areas representatives, have no power in the in the legislative body.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I I personally believe that most of the people that are making these policies or whatnot. They think they're doing the right thing in their minds. I don't think they're coming in here as evil politicians, even though I talk crap about them you know, from time to time. I think in their mind, they do believe they're doing the right thing. But I think they're just completely out of touch with what's going on. You know, I think uh, our, our governor has a lot to do with it because Newsom is a super rich guy. He he doesn't have to worry about gas prices going up. A buck or two, because he's not driving to work and worrying about his gas prices. He doesn't have to worry about uh, a twenty-four pack of eggs that they went from seven bucks to fourteen bucks because you have money. So I think what's going on is that a lot of the liberals that are from Frisco that have that kind of money that can that can sit there and say three million dollars for a seventeen hundred square foot house, no problem, I'll buy it. You know, those are people that are so completely out of touch with what the regular middle class of California is going through. California right now. Are, anybody's, anybody that I know, their kids cannot afford to buy a house. Like myself, I couldn't afford to buy this house if I tried right now and got credit for it because it's, it's, it's out of the grass. So it's,
3: do you think that the American dream is, is dying in California? You know, um, mentioning the out of touch, it seems like California leaders, and this is something we found in the documentary, it was fascinating to see, Like, they're, they're thinking about other kinds of problems. And when we went to talk to the people and we realized what problems people have, and then we realized what the government, the state government is working, they are working on some other problems. They want to solve the climate, you know, they want to solve like they want to be the leader of the world. And you know, but then sometimes their solution is costing the average middle class person because all of these taxes and gasoline, taxes and utility, it's become it's coming from these. Solutions that they have to the climate problem, which, you know, we are kind of g- going to be alone in it because China and India can do whatever, you yes. know, and, and so I think at the rate, and this is why we're having the exodus, because people are going to other states to look for the American dream. Yes, that's uh I.
2: I, if you asked me uh, years back, and, and they, people always ask me on, on, on the channel, right? Hey, Gil, would you ever leave North Hollywood? And I would be like, no, I'm never leaving California. I can honestly say that my wife and I actually have had that conversation. Like, hey, this is getting out of hand. You know? So I feel like, man, if I'm, I was a, I'm a diehard Californian. I, I've been here since 82. Well, Gil, don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I can just imagine, you know, and I make decent money at work. So, But I can imagine... Somebody who's not making that much money. It's tough. And how do we kind of, you know, how do we shake up the tree where the people on top see down here and say, hey, man, we got other problems. Other than, I, I understand the global warming. I understand all that. And I am concerned, you know, but I'm more concerned about how do we survive here as, as a people in California so, now.
3: So, Gil, and, another thing is um, crime. Before we get into oh, the... yes. So this is a big thing. You know, it, it, once it happens to you, you know, if it happens to you, your friends, and it keeps happening, then you, when you feel unsafe, when I was in Mexico City, you know, the first thing you had to worry about is the best, is one of the best cities in the world. The people are the nicest. And good food. Has good food is amazing. But then what you have to do, the first thing you have to worry about is how safe am I going to come back? The, my kids, where, where are they going to play? Are they going to walk? Are they going to drive? You know, all these things you have to constantly worry about. When when you, safety is another thing we're losing here, you yeah, know? it's
2: gone right now. Peace of mind is not there right now.
3: Yeah, and if people can break into your home and they can get away with it and they can do it again and again and yeah. again, and and um, so this is another critical factor that 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 it seems like the state leaders are not really paying attention to it.
2: But do you, do you think it's just the overcorrectness of it because it seems after the last couple movements it, there was a you know there there was a, a a thing that politicians want to do now all of a sudden and they kind of you know we're going to self police we're going to send counselors out there we're going to do this yeah. when you, you spoke to sheriff Vienna and some other sh- and the sheriff from San Bernardino also I believe it was what what are the sheriffs or people in law enforcement that have come on your show told you about crime
3: you know what's fascinating is that um they 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 think crime is on the rise and despite all the newspapers what they're saying and and the, the the, um, they think that people are not reporting anymore because they can't do much They're about it right. because the laws are uh, are not good. And there's another point that's that's really critical for people to understand is that some of the state leaders, like the Public Safety Committee, so if you look at the California State's legislature, it has this committee that's focused on public safety. So any bill, any law that has to do with safety, it goes into this 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 committee. committee okay. and. This committee is very, from what it looks like, it's it, it's not very open to talking to the sheriffs. So they are making the laws on the safety. They they're they're deciding the public safety, but they don't talk to the police, the sheriff. They, when the sheriffs go and testify in front of them, they don't really take them seriously. So we have become a place where. Um, it's, it's fascinating to see, like, we become so close-minded. We're not even willing to look at the people that are on the ground that are enforcing the law. Yeah,
0: it seems, you know?
2: it seems uh, that nowadays the
3: sheriffs or the,
2: anybody in law enforcement is looked as the bad guy.
3: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're looked at as the bad guy, and then they, they, they're, they're, um, their ideas... Are not valued at all by the poli- in uh, in the eyes of the politicians.
2: Yeah, I saw be a little spoiler on on your, on your um documentary. I love the part when they asked Karen Bass about, you know, give me a number from one through ten how you feel about safety in California. She says a ten. Two days later, they robbed her house. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that, but that's what's going on. Yeah, right? and she said when it happens to you, and and we had an expert on the the documentary says when it happens to you, you know, you feel it. But no, it's
2: it's definitely happening. I mean, there there is much more crime. Uh, It it is being underreported, especially property crime, because the cops would just tell you, you know, write a report. Somebody tried to break into my house a few years back. Uh, my wife called the other cops. We had them on camera. The guys trying to break in all the doors and everything. My father-in-law, which lives in the back, and that was a scary part. My father-in-law lives here. He's retired. He comes out, and the guy just takes off and runs. You know, sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes the guy will assault him.
3: Right? Yeah. Uh, never came. Never. You know, and and when we voted for Prop Forty Seven, it was called Safe Schools and Neighborhood. Mm, you yes. know, Safe uh, Safe Schools and Neighborhoods Act. And who wouldn't want to vote for that? Well, we actually took away petty theft with a prior. A we took a lot of things away where we actually legalized theft under 950. So if you go and steal something under 950, you just have to make sure it's more, not more than 950. <laughs> you, you know,
2: I, when I spoke to, uh, when I spoke to uh, District Attorney Gascon, I brought that up. You know what he told me? What did he tell you? He told me, "Well, Gil, you know it's inflation." So yeah, I said, "Wait, wait, what?" I said, "You know it's inflation, and because you know it's not worth as much anymore." And this, I said, "Criminals don't care about the housing market inflation. All they know is, hey, man, I used to be, I used to get a felony for stealing something over three or four hundred bucks. Now it's a thousand bucks. Guess what? We can steal a thousand bucks."
3: You know, the other problem is not just a nine hundred fifty dollar issue; it's the issue that you can keep doing it and no problem you know you can keep oh, I if didn't you even do know it a hundred times and they catch you each time is a misdemeanor ah, I so didn't before even think about that. before you you it would be a petty with a prior if you had a prior they took the priors out yeah I, so and that's, that's what, what that's where the issue is because texas has a limit is three thousand or something but they don't have this issue because you know if you do it again so you can't live a lifestyle on stealing, so here, as long as it's ni- less than nine fifty, you can keep going back it's a to slap the slap the hand, slap yeah. in the hand, slap on the hand. keep uh, if you get caught. If you don't get caught, then you're good. But if so, this is what what has happened. We've legalized theft.
2: We have. Yeah, that's exactly. And that, you know what? I didn't even know that. that's a great point. I, I I know there was something because of the money. I didn't know they, they didn't make it a felony after. So yeah, so that's yeah. A, that's a free for all. Yeah, so you can keep going back and going back and, and. But I would say a lot of that has to do, and we can go into this session now, is uh, homelessness. A lot of the people out there, Robin, it's almost like, you know, um, this is, uh, back in the wet, the Western days, not even probably before the Western days, we're living out in the mountains and in the, you know, in the trees and all that, and they're coming out and just pillaging and they go back into their tents.
3: What do your guests say about homelessness? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating. So when I came here, you know, I I actually, this is not in the documentary, but, um, you know, when you come as an immigrant, you analyze everything. You know, how much money people make, minimum wage, can they afford a home? I will always be surprised. Like, okay, people are homeless, but this is a young person, you know, like, why is he not working? You can go make this money and you can have a basic life. Um, and then you look at the illegals. You know, illegals usually make the least money. Yeah. You know, they're they're not, you know, but, but you don't see them on the street. They're working. You know, that, that's what we we are sold as this is a poverty issue, but uh, it's from what we gathered, it's kind of like, it seems like we have people that are addicted to drugs, yes. mentally ill, and then if you are financially challenged, then you are in the middle of all of that, which is really sad, like for people, their families, or if they're really homeless, if they really need it, they have to go in the middle of all that. But um, and on the other side of it, there is this, nonprofits that are making millions and billions of yes. dollars and the way they are selling it to us is that okay this is poverty you know and you and we want to take care of poor people you know, californians yes, you know the, the compassion this state has the people here are really compassionate you we want to take care of people of course we want to have anybody live on the street so and then the, the the crazy and the sad part is that the people that are on the streets that have mental illness and drug we have left them alone and then the gangs are running them in, there's there's in a whole, area, yeah right? they're in the skid row and in in those communities where there is an encampment there's from what we gathered from what we we were told that gangs are controlling them and they have their own rules of engagement and 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 they're really taking advantage so the drug dealers are taking advantage of the the mentally ill people and 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 people that are addicted. So it's a mess that we've created.
2: It's and it's also, yeah, it's like you say with the number, it's a huge cycle because the politicians, we'll go back to what we were originally talking about, housing, right? They use that as their crutch. They use that as the reason we need to build more housing, we need to build more housing, we need to build more housing. Here in North Hollywood, you drive down the street to the Noho art district. In the last ten years, see I like, they have to have built 20,000 units. But those units are, you know, uh, singles or studios for $2,500. They're a lot more expensive than they. It doesn't it, solve any problem. It, it, <laughs> it's it, all luxury apartments. It, it, it's like they're using the homeless issue to you know fund these places, get permits for these places, uh get all these nonprofits, you got CEOs from these some of these nonprofits making, you
3: know, $300,000, sometimes 800 according Something. to the sheriff Rivera, he it, told them, us it's, they make $800,000. They're
2: right? making a killing and the thing is this, there's no there is no uh there's no incentive to cure it. If I'm making all this money, and it's going to keep coming because that's exactly how they're doing it. They're doing it like, it's a taxpayer. Just, just tax them. Just get more money. They, they, they've been trying in every, every, year, every ballot, they're trying to put something in there for the homeless, something in there for the teacher's unit, something It's like they can't keep up anymore, but they expect us to pay for this.
3: Yeah. And the, the the interesting part of all this is like in the documentary, we met somebody that's really working on this issue. And he told me it's a heart issue. You have to find why people become addicted. Like what's the root cause what happened to them? And if you can get to their heart, oh, saw you
2: solve that. that I saw I, I saw that and I was just like, <laughs> "There." the thing is this. When I saw that gentleman, God bless him, but he was feeding the bears. He was sitting there. You got a girl on a skateboard, like whatever. Here's a pass. Here's food. Here, there was no incentive to get clean. All these places that they're housing them. I think uh, just this week, uh, Karen Bass is asking for another $1.3 billion dollars to put them in the hotels it's like no you don't put these people in hotels you sit there and say you want help we will help you but we're going to drug test you we're going to put a system that's going to actually help you what we're doing is we're giving you a hotel to go get high
3: basically. yeah and and people are overdosing in in inside the rooms and
2: now is it just that the like let's say karen bass i'm sure karen bass is a great lady she's been you know in politics for years is it they're just out of touch? What is it that they can't see that this is a drug problem, not a homeless? Now it's, you can't say homeless, unhoused problem. So they, are, they,
3: are they out of touch? I think it's such a sensitive issue. And those activists, there's a group of activists that they have to carefully watch that what they say. Because if you say those things, you uh, could get canceled. They're going to cancel me? Yeah, you you will get you could get canceled. You already probably canceled. I already canceled. <laughs> yeah. So so the thing is like if your um if your fans they really believe that, and then you you probably you are either become out of touch or if you are not out of touch, it's very hard to convince your fans. And and the politicians, what's happened is that. We don't have politicians that come and say, okay, let me talk to 10 experts, figure out what's going on, and then I'll do the right thing. It's like, okay, let me do a poll of what people think. Let's see what's the most popular thing. So let me just do that. Or, or like figure out how to, how to manipulate it so that I can look good, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they get reelected. To me, you it's
2: know, that's, this is what they're doing. They're trying to put people in hotel rooms or any kind of places just so they can say, hey, look, We used to have forty thousand. Now we have thirty-eight thousand. It's getting better. No, you're just cycling them into hotels. Hotels owners don't care because they're getting their rent. They're getting their their rooms booked out. And if anything happens, they're gonna bail the taxpayer. But but what you're making out there is you're making a society of more and more drug addicts because you're not you're not giving these guys any reason to want to get clean.
3: Yeah, yeah. And actually, there there is no punishment. There is no help. Like before, they would they would actually catch you. You had to either go to jail or you have to go to detox. Then you would most people would go to detox. Yes, and there's no intervention. You know, before it used to be like this. That's why you wouldn't see drug addicts in the streets.
2: What as much money as they as they spent? What, um, what was it? Ten billion dollars in three years. I mean, they could have made. Compounds of this. I think the number came out that what per every homeless person they could have given a hundred and some thousand dollars.
3: You know, there was a there was this uh, prop prop HHH here oh, in yes. LA that we voted for and they, they, they were building studio units. The goal was to build them at 120k I unit. They if it spent 600,000 per unit, you could buy a studio unit, it was six to eight hundred a lot less. Six, yeah it was like up to eight hundred something thousand yeah that's and, the
2: that's the developer gouging that's yeah. a city limit. that that but that's yeah. what it is they're all they're all mixed. they're yeah. all mixed and I think until we until we come together and just are saying enough is enough. but the problem is I think people are like are, like you were saying they're so scared to be cancelled. We've come to this world where no politician, especially in California, wants to say anything that's against the narrative,
3: yeah, and also there's a lot of good people in the system too. We had an interview with someone that came on the show that talked about the corruption in in la about this warehouse that the city of la had rented at double the cost um and and the the owner of the warehouse had donated to the city councilman he came and told this told us this on the show once the video got a hundred thousand views he told me the ma- office of mayor of la got back to him the deal got cancelled so there, there is good people that are sitting there in the system but they're just not, either they're not in charge or they're not paying attention or they're not doing. So we we kind of have to wake everybody up and, and, and bring morality back. And doing the right thing is good.
2: <laughs> yeah, Well, it's, you know, it's, it's tough love.
3: There is no tough love right now. Right
2: now, it's just bleeding hearts. And they think that they're going to, you know, solve their way out of drug addiction and crime by hugging people and, and just speaking to them real nicely and telling them everything's going to be okay. But that drug addict sitting across from me hearing that, he's just
3: thinking, yeah, yeah, whatever, give me my money. And that's what we're doing right now. You know, and the, the, the crazy part of that is that it's good to try. You know, at least we, we try it. And if it doesn't work, then do something else. Well, it hasn't worked. You know, it like, so, so it's not working. <laughs> we're still doing it. And we tell everybody it's working. And then we do, keep doing it. CMX, what company, let's
2: say you were a billionaire, right? And you're a billionaire. And uh, you come back, you talk to your board, you say, all right, guys, I've invested in the last 10 years, $20 billion into this. What are we seeing? And it's all negative. Are you gonna keep investing in that company? That's yeah, what ca- you
3: just you just don't do it. You,
2: you, yeah, you chalk up as losses. Hey guys, this is not working. We need to go a different route. Yeah, but is it their ego that they don't want to go another round? It, it's
3: it's a lot of ego. It's a lot of ego, and then then the media and and the, probably the people that are around them. They think that these guys are really good, and you know, and and the media doesn't criticize, and then the adult, you know, the the other ten people that are in the room they're not coming and saying hey it's not working you know Polit- we need to change something.
2: politicians uh, it's very rare to get a politician with backbone it seems that they're all just scared to say anything they're uh, they really just sit there you know keep their hundred and some thousand dollar a year job stay quiet let everybody else suffer because that's what's going on out here I mean you got people who are afraid you know, to walk around in the streets. It, it's like, you know, you see uh, that one poor kid. He was a he was actually an honor student. I want to say it was in the San Gabriel Valley. A guy just comes behind him, stabs him in the in the back and kills him. That's insanity. Wow. And But that's what's going on out here. What, what is uh, what were the law enforcement officers that went on to your show? What is their policy when it comes to homelessness? You can't move them you can't touch
3: them it's just uh, they just don't even bother with it i think what happened is that there was a lawsuit um it was in i think if i'm not wrong it was with boise and yes. and and that lawsuit caused so you have to give them housing if if you're going to ask them to move and then and then then um if if they don't want the housing i don't think you can touch them so that's that's the dilemma that that they're they're, they're if they really want to do it, they can do it, but then it's not that easy. Well, so, so, and the law enforcement gets criticized for it too. The activists come and they protest, and then you will. Why is
2: it? Maybe you can ask one of your uh, guests. Uh, one of these times, you get on and you have this conversation. Why is it that cities like Beverly Hills, they do it, uh, Burbank. They do it. All the cities that are self-incorporated, not part of L.A. County, they do it. What I heard Beverly Hills does is Beverly Hills bought uh, six apartment buildings in uh, in Pasadena. And when homeless come in there, they go up to them, say, hey, you got to go. And with, if the homeless person says, well, you got a place for me? Yeah, we got a place for you in Pasadena. And they'll say, no, I don't want to go. Then,
3: they still can take them. So this is something we, I should confirm with them. that, that Well, the uh,
2: th- no, the thing is this, that... Uh, they don't want to force them. Instead of, and I've said, I think I said this on the show. Instead of, uh, instead of putting them in hotels, wasting all these billions, build facilities, build actual facilities where you can house people who have certain kind of problems. Where some are open dorms, where some are closed. Where where you where you house heroin addicts, where you house meth addicts. Where you where you enforce the loitering laws, but as you enforce the loitering laws, you, you don't go to county jail. You you go to detox. Yeah, you go to detox, and, and, then, and then
3: they have all the services there, and then they can help you out, and, and, and then you and, can recover. And then
2: half of the people that are out there because. You could drive up the street. There's all kinds of people with mental health out there from the drugs. And there, you could tell you don't need to be a doctor and go to Harvard for eight years to know that this guy's off his noggin. He's probably got no clothes on with a trash bag on. Those kind of people need to be off the streets. If they really cared, they would keep those people off the streets, take them to a take them to a hospital, and they may have to be institutionalized.
3: Yeah, we've just left these poor people on the streets. Yes. And and they're suffering, and they're doing drugs, and then they have to go do all these things to to get money to to get the drugs, and they're living in that condition. So uh, this is kind of something we've allowed through our legal system.
2: We're definitely. I uh, of here off the 170 and uh, and victory uh, last uh, last year, or the even beginning when it was very very cold and chilling. There was a woman out there in her 30s, naked for maybe like a week. Oh. Just walk I would just drive by me and my son are in the car, and I'm like, dude, did you just see that and the the insanity part is cops would drive right by her cops nowadays they don't even stop you you could be literally shooting up heroin, cop could be right there. the cop won't even bother
3: now why is it because uh they there's no punishment like they why would they go after that like there is no there's not much punishment left um we uh, I don't I don't know exactly if they they um I, I have to ask some this is not something that I know exactly whether is a good question you questions for your show. Yeah, right? this is a good question <laughs> for my show. And um uh, but but it seems like they've given up on a lot of the petty crime and things like that, but I will I have to ask them. What what is what do you ask uh, bring up the California dream for all
2: scam for first time buyers? What is that? You know that? That was a question somebody asked. I don't know. I think that was the one that they're trying to uh, give you a loan if you got lower credit and they're trying to charge you more if you got higher credit. It's I don't know. I it's insane out there. I was just reading one of the super chats. Thank you for that super chat. I got another super chat. West Coast Graffiti. Great conversation with CM Mac and Gill. Let's get it. Uh, New Mexico is in the same boat. Soft on crime. Higher on tax for middle-working people. Cost of living going up uh, is rising. Democratic policies being enforced. It's insane. Now, do you personally feel that it's a democratic policies that are hurting it or do you think it's a little bit of both uh
3: i think the people that are in charge now are uh that that are car driving it might be um they they're very extreme yes it's kind of gotten to more like socialist ideas and then they're leading the democratic because even uh, ten, and and we are a nonpartisan paper. I don't have a preference over Republicans yeah. and Democrats, and uh, we we need good people. <laughs> and and the thing is, like I think a decade ago, um, or even even from what conversations I've had people in the, with the people that were in the legislature a decade more than a decade around a decade ago, they told me that the Democrats that were in charge were still a lot of Democrats in charge, but they were like business friendly. They were very rational. They would not go to the extreme. They respect the Republicans. They were working together. Um, somehow, at least in the last decade, we've we've lost that. But it comes down to the character. You know, we need to have good people that that care and they will do the right thing and at any expense. They're not just there to to get a salary or like right. follow orders of people that donated to them.
2: Now, you guys touched on on a small businesses in California and actually the you had a guest there too that was great that was talking about the exodus of the businesses leaving california right now why are so
3: many businesses actually moving from california to other states well it's very difficult to do business here like you just look at the employment laws they have this law it's called private attorney general act like uh, paga so what this law is like if you if if you're an employer, like you have a small business and you wrote your paycheck and to, to the employees, you had 10 employees and you did your paychecks and you, made, you had a typo, you made a mistake, or you didn't pay somebody for $5 or $10.
2: Which happens all the time. Happens all the all time. The
3: time. You forgot somebody's one hour. And then um, your employee can go to one of these lawyers and then they become the attorney general. They represent the attorney general. And then they come in and do a three-year audit and then they look for all sorts of problems that you didn't comply. And then it could cost you tens of thousands of dollars to settle these lawsuits. So if you get hit with one of these, it could completely put you out of business. But this is just the tip of an iceberg. There's a lot of other laws that are constantly passing. We had that contracted law that, that made um, independent contractors illegal for a lot of industries. Mm-hmm. And they, it affected truck drivers it affected like musicians it affected all sorts of people across the board and the fact that the state is just somebody decides to pass a law without thinking you know and then they had to backtrack from the AB5 like the the, the contractor law they had to, they realized it's a really bad law and right. they got impacted even journalists the the journalists were were really happy about it cuz this was a liberal law and they were remember, like and then yeah. then they got fired and then they're like oh this doesn't work because we we're contractors so then they had to backtrack so it shows like the, the leaders of the state are either not paying attention they're disconnected or they're not consulting with the business leaders and when you pass a law like that the ceo that's sitting here is that he's getting sued left and right and he's trying to stay open his business staying open he's gonna think like what are you gonna do next i'm you're going to pass something else. And then I'm going to be out of business. So why should I stay here? And it's a lot more expensive. If I can move, I'll move to another state. And I can trust the legal system. I can trust that they're going to talk to me. They're rational. You know, they're not going to do something. And, and these employment laws are a lot easier there than here. Yeah, rational. That's, I think that's, a, that's the perfect
2: word that's missing in California when they're making these kind of laws. I mean, you lose... Elon Musk which is billions of dollars and there were it's almost like a like back to the ego thing like we don't need Elon Musk like no yeah you do you want somebody like that in your state
3: yeah taxes. because you know how many jobs he's gonna create you know and anytime he's gonna start a company and all these people that would like graduate from the universities they would go work for him There, and then they're gonna stay here they're gonna spend money they're gonna they're they're gonna go to the restaurants and then they're gonna invite more people here so they're, they're gonna create this ecosystem
2: it seems like they're mixing a lot of politics into business. And when I say that, it's like eh, Musk is turning a little he's not on our side fully anymore liberal wise. He's kind of going a little bit linear right. We don't like that anymore, and then they start pushing up on him. And that's when he's like, you know what I'm out of here, man
3: so the the we had the, this tweet, one of the legislative, influential legislative um, it, it was a state uh, assembly woman that she actually said f Elon Musk in a tweet. So, you, you got government leaders yes. that are saying F somebody publicly, you know, what do you expect? You know, that, that and then if you're a business owner, business, leader, this is why, why would I stay here? So,
2: but the double standard is, is it's sickening because if that was said to somebody else who was a liberal owner, they'd be all over. I'm like, you can't talk to somebody like that in business. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Central Cal, $5 super chat. Appreciate that. Appreciate. SEMIAC addressing the issues no one wants to
3: talk about here in California. Did
2: you ever think that you were going to be at the forefront of this?
3: Absolutely not. And my mom will kill me <laughs> if I ever get into politics. So, But, but this is uh, reporting and journalism, so this is okay. But I couldn't picture myself being here. Now, uh, is it too late to change the direction already? No, actually, I have a lot of hope, uh, especially after going through the journey of, of doing this documentary and um, I see that everybody loves California Oh yes. all, the, all the people that even the people that left so this place has a lot of potential and and then the people that gave me hope were the experts that were angry about our problems and they were very passionate you know and and, and the person that was helping the homeless like there's a lot of passion in the people in you you're the hope for, you're one of the, you know, people that are giving hope to this state But what you're doing. You're yeah. talking, you're trying to do, you inform your community, and, and this is the hope for the state is, is people like you.
2: Yeah, it, it and takes, it takes us to sit here and try to, you know, not so much expose, just bring to light. This is other, these are the issues. It's not, in especially like the guests you have on, none of your guests went on, the to bash and to sit here and just crucify the other side. They went on there and said, here, here's the issue. This is what I see. And most of them are experts in their field. And when you take a look at what they're talking about, like, man, this is crazy. Like, this is like, you know, basic math. If you really think about it, this is not going right. We should go this yeah, way. this is common sense. Co- like, you that's know? what it is. It's common- yeah. Put the number up there real quick, Chris. It's common. That's exactly what it is. But common sense is not so common in politics nowadays. Unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> So, I mean, like, is it going to, to me, it's like we need a, a big reset in California as far as, uh, as far as the housing market and all that because prices are way too crazy. Hey, give me a second. OG Steve, salute to Gil, the guest, the platform shout out from the Bronx. The Bronx, New York is watching you. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So, it, um, is there, it, do, are we going to need a reset as far as, uh, as far as like the economy or how, how do we get this thing back to back to, you know, to living wages out here? Because you can raise the prices of, of, uh, of uh, minimum wage, but everything else goes up with it.
3: Yeah, it's, it's interesting how the housing would work. But the, I think the housing side of things is, at the rate we are in, it might be connected to more inflation and national issues things. Right. Um, but for California to become affordable again, like the, the adults in the legislative body, whoever that's there in this political system, needs to wake up. And needs to recognize that their kids cannot buy a home yeah. because we have irrational laws, and we need to really audit what kind of laws we have and what we're doing. And they need really need to take a stance and 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 Chris, we got a caller coming in and fix it and not really um, cut cut some of the special interests right out. Nice. Caller, caller, you there? Is it on, Chris? Is it on,
2: Miss? Sound, sound. I'm hearing He's up here. It says Wi-Fi. 18 seconds. I don't
1: hear it, though. I don't hear it. Uh, caller, caller, are you there? I don't know.
2: It, it. Huh? It was them on their side. Okay. Well, no, I, I actually had to hang up on him because he, he, was, he, he wasn't talking. So we're going to get the callers in. So while we're waiting for the callers to come in... Uh, Talk to us about where you can find the 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 great documentary. By the way, I did watch it. I had to watch it. Uh, even we, when you first were advertising it, and then yesterday uh, I told my wife, "No, we gotta watch the documentary, man." And uh, I truly enjoyed it. I think you, you did a you guys did a great job showing you know all sides of it. It wasn't just one side of it.
1: Here, let's see what we got calling in here. Ta-da. You got the volume turned up up there Go.
2: I uh, wonder. This is. I always use this other phone. And it doesn't quite work. Well, maybe I got to go back to. No, I'm on the other phone right now. But yeah, like West Coast is right there. No sound. Oh, I heard you. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah, I hear it. I hear. I see it here. It's unmuted. West Coast. West Coast. Like I don't even. I don't even hear the call coming in. Maybe I got to do my other phone call because they do want to call in. Okay. Let me do that real quick. Hey, I've been trying to not use this phone. I use this one. This this one's because the the, the feds are looking for for me. Oh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I have it muted or something. Hold on, I'll give me a second. Yeah, they're calling like a crazy too. Seconds. Let me call. Let me try calling on this one. quick Chris. Maybe I, I I gotta just buy a burner phone one of these days and call it a day instead of doing that because that's the Google phone. Not registered. What's that?
3: Yeah, I'm going to turn this one on. I'm going to turn this one on real quick. Hold on. So, one of the things we did um, is that we actually went after the people's problems. You know, we didn't really think like politics, we didn't think left or right. Okay. We just got out of that. Our mind was like, let's figure out what people are feeling on the ground. Why they're leaving and then let's dive into why is it that way and that's
2: exactly what i took from from the from the from the documentary because you had some real life people in there uh the gentleman with the with the uh, laundromat oh it broke my heart mm. west coast west coast what's good
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, shout out Gil and uh, your guest. Uh um, mack I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing th- it th- not, right Not, not
2: C Mac from Five Five. This is CM Mac from uh,
0: California <laughs> Insider. <laughs> CM Mac from uh Insider. Hey, um so so I'm I am i am loving I'm loving the topics, I'm loving the conversation. You know, this is one thing that a lot of people don't understand that we need to get out. Uh, especially for um like myself, the I, I don't know if there's even a middle class anymore or a lower mm-hmm. class, but um how how is it that um we went from lower class middle class to just like like it, it's just a standard where we can't even survive and i think that's the reason why we uh, a lot of californians are moving to different states texas arizona colorado um how how can we make this uh city this uh state improve as far as, um, I mean, I know, I know the homeless system is, is going to continue for years, but how can we improve this as a community, as uh, the government, as uh, the politicians? How, how, how can we do that?
3: Well, I think people need to, um, you know, the thing is also, this is a question I have too. You know, when people say inflation is 6%, you know, I think people's rents doubled in a lot of places. Yes. You know, and, And um, a lot of the cost of living more than doubled, you know, and and, uh, there's some data that we're getting that it's, uh, I haven't seen the report myself, but it's like they said, like the inflation has been 16 or 17% over the last, each year, over the last three years. And um, what, what I think, this is my opinion, is that, People need to get active. Like we've been too complacent in California. It's really nice. We've had everything easy. You know, we have a really nice weather. You know, we don't even know who are I we usually don't know who are our state representatives. We don't know how they what kind of laws are passing. We don't know what's going on. We kinda we need to start getting active, talking to these leaders, whoever they are reaching out to them, telling them about the problems. They have to hear from us. So I think this is this is maybe step one. And then we have to get more and more engaged. So this is the number one thing. I, yeah, I, I would say also, like, look at the ballots and actually start
2: reading what we're doing. Cause like you said, they'll say, this is for, you know, schools and this, and in reality it's for drugs and this, you know. They, yeah,
3: they actually decriminalize drugs under. under yeah, the, the wording they always use
2: is, usually the opposite and people don't really pay too
3: much attention Oh, you know what they do they pull those words so they they got really good at um so if if you care about cost of living (laughs) they probably will have something on their cost of living right then the words sound really nice to you You want to use you you want to vote for that why not and then you vote for something that might be completely the opposite of that or so there you go west coast activate
2: activate when it comes to voting Go ahead, keep going.
0: But hold on, hold on. So, so for, for like the people that don't really, are not like um, word savvy, like what, what, what are we looking for? Like as far as like the, the ballot, like what, what kind of keywords should we be looking for so we can vote the right things?
3: I think what you need to do is you need to align with some or other organizations that you can trust, that can tell you what's in these things. Like you can talk to Gil, Yep. you know, guilt can tell you what's in it, and then you can anal- You can decide which one is this good or bad. Do you want to vote for this or not? Just don't go by that. That it's yeah, it's
0: because I think a lot of us that that are not politically politically savvy will just vote for you know uh, what what sounds the best for us. You know what I mean? Oh, the name that yeah. you recognize, or and, and like they that. always yeah like, exactly
3: yeah, and the policies. Um, and and the policies always sound good, yes. you know. And and even they are like, oh, okay, we want to give you free housing or you know, housing as a human right. And then at the end of the day, those those things don't really work. So they come yeah. in a way where they sound really nice, but then you lose some of your freedom or like, oh, that will cause a big company that was giving you a job move away, and then now you don't have a job.
2: Every everything comes with a price. Yeah, is what it is, right? Yeah. yeah
0: thank you thank you well thank Thank you you.
2: appreciate it west coast
0: all right all right
2: yeah and that's the thing i say in the community we're so misinformed and always told you know we got your back and we're taking care of you and they're not i mean politicians i i tell i tell my you know my subscribers followers i tell them politicians are not your friends politicians should be questions politicians should be asked and don't ever trust a politician you shouldn't trust a politician you should ask you know you're not going to sit here and just you know you're going to go buy a house you're not going to just say oh don't worry i got you i got you what happened with the last time with the prime mortgage loans it, it's it's a hustle
3: and i think that we really need to get involved and also be become so the, a lot of times these politicians they're sometimes the activists make them do do things correct you know so if you are the activist and you're you are an activist for your community then you can have a big impact too. For sure,
2: <laughs> Mr. Somaez, let him through, Chris. What's going on, Somaez? We're here live with Sia Talk to us.
1: Yeah, what's up, my brother? Hey, congratulations on this guest you got. Uh, Mr. Sia uh, I've been listening to a part of uh, what you've been saying. And I know that uh, you said that you don't want to get into politics. Is that right?
3: Yeah, me? Yeah.
1: You know what, sir? Listening to you, I think you're exactly what the people of California need. Yes, eat. sir. Yes, sir. You, you are you are someone that doesn't play the left or the right. You are very common sense. And, and and common sense is not so common because I can look at the politicians not just in California, but in other states throughout the country. These people have I mean, they they're not even in the same universe as us. They're living in an alternate reality. <laughs> and I think you I think you will do good, sir. I think your mother would be very proud of you. Um, I'm you both know, just, so I would I, I think you if you really put yourself out there and hopefully your mother wouldn't be mad at you, I think you would make <laughs> a great candidate. I think you would be someone that would represent California in a very in a very uh positive way. Because let's be honest, right now I'm from California. I, I left California uh uh-huh. years ago. One of them. So when I look at you know, the state that I love it looks like Arkham Asylum in the streets. You literally have the mental people running the show in California while these politicians sit up and perched up in their high-gated communities and the peasants are just eating cake. And I think someone like you, sir, would be awesome for California.
3: Well, thank you so much. Thank uh, you. I'm really flattered. That's
1: all I wanted to say. Thank Thank you so much. appreciate the call, brother. All right, God bless.
2: God bless. Thank so, you. How do you say mother or mama in Iranian? Maman. Oh, Maman. Yeah. Your Maman would be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're Iranian, if your, your Abba would be very happy as well. <laughs> no, but you know what? You are exactly what they need. Me, I'm a little bit too controversial. They'll say I'm crazy. Maybe I'll be your, your, your lieutenant governor,
3: right? But no, you're, you're, you are
2: exactly the type of
3: person that, that but, needs to run for office. But you know, the thing is, if we do our job well as the media and tell the truth and everybody is aware, then the politicians won't dare to not follow the people. The, so if we can in, in grow our influence as a truthful media yes. that tells everybody the, what's going the, on.
2: The thing is, we have a h- very hard fight against us and we're fighting against a huge army that is spending billions and billions of dollars every year to sway the boat, to sway the public, to pretty much put whatever narrative they want out there.
3: Yeah, so if, if we, um, and so Epoch Times, like if we can grow the influence of Epoch Times so then the politicians, if they come to power, they have to do the right thing and you know we hold them accountable yeah, that's, and, and then, yeah, that, that's, that can have a really big impact too. That, that's the thing right now, I mean, nowadays, I say this all the
2: time when I'm on my lives, you can't trust news media anymore. I mean, CNN used to be one of the most pristine news media in the world. They would sit there and actually be, and they're still journalists there, don't get me wrong, but now it's more of a, what does my people wanna hear? I'm gonna just feed them what they wanna yeah. hear. They're the bad guy, they're the bad guy. Fox News, the same thing. They're the bad guy. The more the
3: emotional guy. you make it, the more people wanna watch it. Yeah, and then- that's that's what they are doing. And then as a result of it, we as the consumer become emotional too. And we are not really having rational conversations anymore. We wanna yell at each other. Yes. That's- so that's that's something we have to take out. So.
2: Uh, we were speaking off air, and you are saying yell at each other. Are you guys going to start having debates? Because you guys, people don't know, they have a a beautiful, beautiful studio. They have, I mean, I I don't even want to guess, but I said that warehouse got to be about 50,000 square feet. I might be saying too small. It's 27,000. No, right? It's, it's yeah. big. It's big. Yeah. Uh, and you guys have a, you guys have a, I mean a huge organization going on there what, so what what is the goals for you guys doing in that so
3: interview? we have a television channel called ntd television and then we have epoch times epoch times started by a group of chinese americans immigrants and right. then because of the, the persecution they wanted to tell the truth about it nobody wanted to cover that in china and then um now we are growing a lot we are the fourth largest paper in the country in terms of this subscription that's great and then what we want to do is we want to have debates. You know, California Insiders, is a show. We're covering California issues, California problems. We want also have more news, and also we want to have debates where we can have people with different ideas come and have discussions, and then the public can... Can get more informed about these issues. Yeah, well, they'll probably feed off the drama of people debating
2: each other, but that's that, that's part of politics, which is kind of yeah. Cool.
3: As long as people are doing it like respectfully, yes, and, of course, and we need to bring that back too. Like one thing in this country that I saw that I haven't seen in a lot of other places, and when I came here, when I watched a football game, you know, and. In Iran, when we watch soccer games, like they wouldn't dare to put the fans next to each two opposing opposing fans, they would kill each other. <laughs> it's like you two know? roosters, huh? Yeah. And then the thing is like not just not in Iran, in like Europe, in anywhere in the world. Like you do you don't want to put the fans next to each other. And then when I came here, I watched football and I was like, oh, these guys are killing each other in the field. But then the fans are so nice to each other they are having good great times time. at times you know like except raiders, raiders yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> no you, offense you to raiders fans you are from <laughs> yeah except you know like but no offense to raiders but it's true like raiders fans have a problem oh, with everybody oh, but but the thing is you know it's then it shows like how open minded these people are you know, like yes. they are willing to have a good time with each other and discuss, like, oh, your player did really well. Or, you know, that, that shows a culture of being open-minded. And why are we losing? We shouldn't lose that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as far as
2: watching the documentary, is there an actual place you can watch it on roku or netflix because i mean this is the only issue i had i had to get my laptop and run a run a hdmi into my tv because I, I couldn't really find it and i know a lot of viewers are going to want to watch it on tv there, or do you have to get it off your laptop
3: you have to get it off your laptop it's on epoch tv You just, uh, just stream it to your tv yeah yeah you you just go to leaving com or LeavingCAMovie.com and then you just go to Epoch TV. You have to subscribe to Epoch TV. No, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah.
2: The, I did the, I'm subscribed. I'm oh. subscribed. And it was, Oh, thank you. <laughs> it, it, it was very much worth it. Like I said, uh, it's a very strong, powerful documentary. It isn't biased. It's showing, you know. The, yeah, we really went after the problems. Yeah, it, it went. Out, it went on the whole spectrum. What was one of the biggest things that you came out of watching the documentary that you may have not known or or even felt before you went in and started, and once you
3: finished it. You know, um one of the things that uh, I asked a gentleman, like, "Why did you leave this family?" And he said, "Oh, politics and cost of living and then he, and then he then I started talking to him about tell me about politics, like what what do you And then he started talking about his problems and And um there I realized like to to little people, politics is my problems. Can you solve my problem? You know and 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 th- that's where I felt the huge disconnect. It's like, oh, they're banning. So he his power his problem was with power electricity. He's like, oh, okay, you know, like power goes out all the time. He's living he's living in um, uh, I think it's around close to Lake Tahoe, small town, and they cut the power when there's windy, when there's like fires, Snow, you it- know, everything. And then he's like, well, they want to ban generators now. What if they ban generators? And you know, I can't. I can't live here you know that's like that's like so to him what the state did to him is like causing problems with their policies and then so it was very fascinating to see like how out of touch the the leaders could be from the average people and and you know, people that are very nice people, like they showed me, they had this adopted son. He's so cute, I saw you that. know, and they, they're such kind-hearted people. Yes. And, then, and then he said, um, there's, there's a quote in there, he said like, uh, he's like, California is the nicest state union and the way they're governing it, it's just the way they're governing it ruined it for me. For sure. Now, what
2: would you say to people who think like, nah,
3: politics doesn't affect me, it's boring. Well, um, you know, it's affecting you. You just don't know it. You know, if you get robbed or if you see (laughs) crime, if you see any problem you have right now is because some policy was put in place. And that's why it's affecting you. Whatever problem you have, politics has something to do with it.
2: Absolutely. Now, I want you to go ahead. Look at the camera over there. See you, Mike. Let people know where they can find you. Let people know where they can send the hate mail. Let people know where they can, the the whole show, Your fans only, everything. Talk to them.
3: Yeah. So you can go to California Insider. We have a we have a YouTube channel, and you can also go to Epoch TV. We have uh, Epoch TV, and you can go to uh, CA Insider at epochtimesca.com. CA Insider at epochtimesca.com to email us. And if you want to come on the show or if you have any comments or if you have any suggestions or hate mails, <laughs> we take anything. <laughs> and uh, and then also, you can go to com to watch the documentary. Please share the documentary with everyone because Thanks, every so. Californian should see it.
2: I'm going to I'm gonna put the link right now as soon as we're done. I want to thank you guys for tapping in. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. C.M. Mac, what a great guest, man. I appreciate you. And take us out, Chris. Fate to black, baby.